But I was like, I can't go in there to see if somebody did the key pack because I gotta see. I gotta see who wins best editing. So I love first... that on episode eight of the True Crime podcast about your murder. They're like, and she didn't. We're showing she didn't defend herself. She, she was live tweeting. She didn't do anything. Hello and welcome to episode number four ninety six of the podcast. I'm your host Knox McCoy, and I'm your other host Jamie Golden. The Popcast is a show dedicated to the life of idiocy. We're committed to educating you on things that entertain but do not matter. I don't think I've ever heard you say idiocy like that. Really? Exactly. Did you like the, yeah. the very I liked pronunciation? It. I liked uh, all the way? syllables. I've just never heard How all do I normally the syllables say it? all at once. What but do I normally do? Idiocy. Idiocy. Oh, okay. Wow. I don't know. No, for the audio. A lot of body movement. A lot of body movement. Honestly, <laughs> I feel like you're making fun of me because I tried sitting during recording. I've been like sitting free since... I, I don't know, like March, March 3rd of last year. And the energy was so bad. I was like, I can't do this. I can't live with this. I have to be up. I have to be moving. And I have to be pronouncing it definitely. Okay. Well, now you're, look at you standing up, pronouncing all yeah. the syllables. What a Thank new you. day has gone. Thank you, Jamie. To find out more about these sagacious pursuits, check us out at knoxandjamie.com. You can also find us on Instagram and Facebook at the podcast and on Twitter at podcastpod. Thanks for joining us this week as we are going to be talking the more you know. But before we do that, you guys, speaking of Instagram, do you follow us there? Uh, I know that tens of thousands of you don't. So I think you should hang out with us this week, specifically in the upcoming weeks, because we have some fun announcements coming to Instagram. But also, our biggest listener-generated episodes are coming next week and on April 12th. And we ask for listener participation on Instagram and you're not ready. I'm so excited about these two episodes. One of them actually scares me, but one of them I'm so excited about. And the way for you, a listener, to participate in those episodes is by following us on Instagram and commenting on our post. You can go to at the podcast and find us there. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot maybe your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. All right, Jamie, time to do the more you know. The more you know. 
Okay, so lots of lots of news items to get to, um, but first, we're, let's just we're catching you. This is like a like a marathon. You're in like mile ten. How you feeling? You need some Listen, like Gatorade, I, like endurance stuff. Like what's can happening? Can I tell you? So I live tweeted the Oscars, which is an enormous amount of prep, mainly getting the charcuterie ready, and then just like getting my vibes and making sure I have all the screens ready because I have to grab all the the fashion. And there's not always a central location to grab it. But listen, I was so stressed at the end of those Oscars that ran so long that I apparently clenched my whole body the whole time I slept. Because when I woke up, I could not stand. My whole buttocks hurt. I was like, what happened? Why was I clenching my butt all night? I don't know what happened. Did you invent like the sitting plank for the entirety of the Oscars? Did I? I That's my dream. That's my dream. So on the pie true. chart of what you're talking about, uh, it feels like, tell me where my percentages are wrong. Charcuterie right. is 80%. Vibes right. is 15%. The tweeting's yes. 5%. Yeah, that's like 100% right. That's about right. Thank you. Boom. Get it. That sounds like a lot of work, man. Sounds like a lot of work. Oh, listen, the charcuterie. Listen, I used some listeners. You know, a listener had sent us some Japanese Kit Kats because, you know, they have more more than 300 flavors in Japan. And so I had some of those. They were delicious. So it was a nice night. Now, are we talking old school missionary charcuterie? Or I feel like a couple months ago, you were talking about like Butter charcuterie, butter boards or something? No, like, butter boards are out. We're not doing that. That's disgusting. Sorry. They've gone to hell. What are we no, doing now? No, we're listen. This was a mix of mini mini starburst. Love it. Skittles gummies. Okay. Reese's eggs. Okay. Mateo salsa with some uh, late July chips and mini tacos. I made mini tacos. They're delicious. I do like the the suit in the boardroom who was like starbursts but smaller but minier. Listen, that's interesting to me. Some of us have tender teeth, and we need the tiny ones. <laughs> Listen, I get uh, everything I'm hearing sounds great, and I can't wait to get into. We've got some Oscars uh, reactions to hit. We've got some other things we're going to go over. Uh, but first, let's uh, let's do our ask a personal question. Okay, my personal question comes from Sarah Kate Newton, who asked Jamie, in honor of Pedro Pascal winter fading into crisp pine spring, smooch Mary kill Pedro Pascal edition, Oberon Mando or Joel now. For the listener, Oberyn is from Game of Thrones. He played Oberyn Martell. Uh-huh. And then we have Mando, who is the Mandalorian, Din Djarin. Okay. Uh-huh. And then he played Joel on The Last of Us, which just had the finale, a green light from both of us. You should watch the whole thing. Great finale. Fa- a great finale. The best finale, Joel Miller. Now, first of all, I would say, Sarah Kate, you have missed the key, what I would think is the secret sauce, Pedro, which is Javier Peña from Narcos. Yeah. That is a delicious. People sleep on Narcos, but Narcos is ridiculously good. It's so good. But I will say my choice is going to be I'm going to smooch. I'm going to smooch Oberyn. Okay. I'm going to marry Mando. Because I like that sometimes he's gone a lot. And then, sure. But when he comes down and he can take off that helmet, I'm into that. Yeah. And then I'm going to kill Joel Miller, mainly because he would probably kill me at some point anyway. You know what I okay. mean? Okay. He's very violent. So let me, let me just clarify here because – you are the thing I like about the Mando pick is he feels like a guy devoted to his creed. So if he's devoted to you, like yes, he's in it for life, that's, that's a good right. thing. Yes. Aaron, can I get a ruling on the Oberon one? Because you want to smooch Oberon. Smoiler yeah. alert, I mean, there's not a lot of smooch. Yeah. You know, I mean, his, he, no, I'm smooching him pre. You're spo- I don't okay, think that's how that works. Before the mountain actually, <laughs> I don't think that's how that works. Crushed his head. Why you can't there be an alternate the timeline? Viscera. Why can't there be an alternate that timeline? That doesn't exist in this question. Well, then I have Stop. to kill him. How can I kill him if he's already dead? I'm so sick of the multiverse. I don't. I love everybody from last night, but I'm so sick of the I multiverse. I love everybody. 
<laughs> I know. Okay, but let me tell you why I really chose Mando, and it's because of the new Bop It toy that they're selling, mm-hmm. which is Mandalorian, the child themed. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, Jason, Jason, I'm going to play this TikTok while you play the audio. I want to set it up for you, listener, visually. Just imagine a Bop It, but it is shaped like Grogu, Baby Yoda. It's shaped like him, and so when you Bop It, you hit its head seems not great. And then when you twist it, you twist its neck. <laughs> and then when you pull it, you pull its foot. Okay. And then this is the audio. And this is why Mando is my for life pick. That's excellent. That's excellent. That's good stuff. That's, That's good, good stuff. stuff. That's going to be flying off the shelves. Sorry, should we have done a trigger warning for the children? <laughs> I don't know. I think all the, yeah, all the, all the noises, I think that it's a very ASMR, like an active ASMR vibe. I think like, it, But the I, I best kind of ASMR. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, my personal question, ask a personal question. This is from, and again, um, these, we're pulling these from our uh, AUA that we, by the time you've listened to this, we did this on Monday night, um, but you're, it's still, uh, you can still watch the replay um, and listen and watch uh, to us as we answer these questions. Mine's from Lisa James. And Lisa James says, Knox. What's the status of your house after the pipes froze slash burst? <laughs> hours burst and the Christmas freeze too, and we're still getting crap taken care of. Not fun. Think of this question, Lisa. The pipes haven't thawed, but nothing else has been done. Okay? Wow. We are, we're still in the red tape era That happened three insurance. months ago. I know. What are you talking I know. about? It's not great. I, and uh, there's, a, there's a franchise, a local franchise of a company that I won't name, uh-huh. even though I want to name it. So bad. Not in this episode. <laughs> I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do that because I only want to serve pro vibes okay <laughs> i only want to serve pro vibes that's all so i don't want to do anything you know right. i'm not going to talk about like how the patio theater in chicago hasn't paid us still i'm not doing that here okay i just want nope. to serve pro vibes okay, okay that's what i'm got doing got it got your pro vibes yep serving pro vibes um <laughs> so we're still waiting luckily we had like a it's kind of like a old school formal living room that we had just renovated Right before Christmas, that we've been sleeping into in uh, since uh, the, the the pipes burst. You're sleeping in the f- the the street side living room. Yes, right next your... to the front door, which is great. <laughs> I highly recommend it. It's a great vibe to sleep with and be Guys, comfortable. Guys, dream because... of being a podcaster. All your dreams come true. <laughs> you know, the thing is, I was like, man, this sucks. I don't want to be near the front door. But then I started thinking, I was like, actually, this is kind of freaking amazing because there's none of this. Like, if someone wants to sneak in and try to, like, rob us or assault us, it's like, I know. It's right there. You know, there's no, like, was that a noise in the kitchen? Did someone get in through the back door? The front door opens, and I'm going to Nam. And it's like, let's do this right now. To be fair, we Knox came to Birmingham, and he and I and Aaron did some intensive work about the Bible binge. And it was so funny. He kept, like, every time we sat down to a meal, he would always need to face the door. Got to stay frosty. You know, Gotta ghost protocol frosty. up in here. I like you that. Know. I like that. Um, do you, like, so I know you have an alarm system, Jamie. Yes. But, like, <laughs> along with that, do you have, like, a frying pan? Which went off making those tiny tacos, by the way. Like, went off making those tiny tacos on Sunday, where I had to talk to, this time, Abby at Simply Safe. Hey, are you okay? They're so putting you in a list. They're like, are you saying this is the second time? This is the second time? Yeah. So this the first week? time. Yeah. And I wasn't going to tell anybody what I was cooking the first time, but Erin on Twitter, because I made her come back, we made her come back to Twitter. <laughs> she, like, uh, blew up my spot by telling everybody I was making hot dogs. And that's Man. why Simply Safe happened. But this time, I was making mini tacos. Was, was that also in the air fryer? Yes, that was also in the air fryer. Wow. You think I need to clean out? 
not my air fryer. <laughs> oh, let me circle like... back on that. Let me circle back and clean that up, Aaron, because I, I think you brought up something that I want to make sure everybody got really well. Um, are you alleging, Aaron, that Jamie cooks hot dogs in an air fryer? Uh, that is what I am alleging, yes. Is that all you're supposed to cook them? I mean, it's just a choice. It's just a choice. I like that little air fryer, except it keeps it, it keeps blowing me up to Simply Safe. I gotta take that smoke alarm down. Like that's really what I need. No, don't take no, the you... smoke alarm out of your kitchen. Not until we get an insur- a life insurance policy. This on time I learned though, when Abby called, I was like, Abby, can you turn that off for thirty minutes so I can make these mini tacos? And she's like, Ah. Uh-huh. I can't decide if cooking hot dogs in an air fryer is like the redneck fanciest thing ever or the fanciest redneck thing ever. Where would you cook hot dogs? Uh, so many places. Yeah, The, the grill? grill? Yeah, I don't have a grill. grill. Where would I put a grill? Why would you have hot dogs not cooked on the grill? You could do a microwave. Honestly, if you really need to do it, you could do a microwave. You can't microwave. I need them to have that little crispy crust. <laughs> okay. All right, then then it makes a lot of sense for you. Thank you. For a full circle. Thank so you. Abby on Simply Safe is your like security blanket. Simply Safe also not a sponsor. Aaron, do you have Ben have like a weapon under the bed? Like if like something goes down, like you can like a ninja star <laughs> yeah. or machete or something like that? Uh yes, he actually does have several weapons stored in various places around the house. I love uh that. we have an, an axe next to the bed. God, we have yes. uh Chinese, Chinese throwing the- needles. Chinese throwing stars. Honestly, Aaron, I don't know about Chinese throwing needles. I know Chinese stars, but throwing needles, what are you talking about? Incredible. (laughs) Yeah, oh that that yeah, that's a part of the arsenal. Yeah, for sure. So when Knox, when you and Ashley moved into the living room, Mm -hmm. did you bring your weapons with you? I'm sorry, formal living room, ma'am. It's a formal living room. (laughs) There is a fireplace in there. So uh (laughs) no, you know, uh once I turned like thirty-five. I was like, I used to sleep with the uh, my old high school uh, bat, Captain America, under my bed. Oh, yeah, right, you know? right, right. But when I turned thirty five, I was like, you know, if something happens, I want to go out like the way God made me. You know, I want to go with my fists. I want to go fists. <laughs> I want to go like Property Brothers up in here and man to man, and let's see what happens. Listen, I have know? a pan uh, by my bedside. I have a panic button and a pepper spray. That's I'm ready to good. go. I'm ready to okay. go. And those like- and those windows in that room open, so I can get out the window too. <laughs> I, see, I just, I think the panic button should, I feel like it should be a panic axe, you know, because it, you hit the panic button and you're just like waiting and you're like just staring at them, like hoping they don't kill you. But if it's a panic axe, like Aaron and Ben have in their house, like someone's on the way, but you can't defend yourself in that moment. Well, why'd you ruin it for me? No, I'm just saying, I'm just saying maybe we can innovate a little bit. So the weather's getting warmer and I'm so excited to say goodbye to jackets and sweaters and hello to dresses and tees. I'm so glad that I found Quince because not only can I update my wardrobe for the long haul, but I can do it without spending a fortune. Even penthouse Jamie, she's trying to save her cash dollars in this economy. Y'all know how I value quality and I want to find timeless pieces that keep me looking effortlessly chic year after year. Now, Quince has just restocked their $40 linen wide leg pant, which I am super bummed to try. They have such a nice drape to them and they're 100% linen, which means they'll be super breathable and I'll feel like I'm wearing no pants at all, which is my preference. I'm also loving the look of the organic cotton gauze roll sleeve shirt, which is also $40. Guys, true story. Like they have great pieces. I am obsessed with the cardigan I have and the sunglasses I have. The Leon sunglasses are dope. Their prices truly cannot be beat. All Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands because they partner directly with top factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics. They cut out the cost of the middleman and pass that savings on to us. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pop for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's q-u-i-n-c-e.com slash pop to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash pop. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors, big, 
small ones, whether it's the stress that comes with planning a big event, having to redo the electrical in your entire house unexpectedly, or simply having to go on a picnic lunch when you'd rather be home pantless watching your favorite show. Stress is truly a universal experience that if left unchecked can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space where you can get things off your chest and work through anything that's weighing you down big or small. I've truly noticed such a difference in my stress level since I started therapy years ago, making it a priority and a consistent part of my routine has allowed me to relieve my stress in a very safe environment instead of bottling it all. As someone who has a hard time sitting in my feelings, it's given me the habit of reflection so I can identify and deal with stressors early on before they overwhelm me. BetterHelp is a convenient, flexible, and entirely online, making it easy to stay consistent. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash podcastpod today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash podcastpod. This episode is brought to you by our amazing sponsor, Olive and June. As a longtime user of Olive and June and as the chairman and co-founder of the We Don't Wear Open Toe Shoes If Our Feet Are Not Presentable Club, I don't think we talk enough about their petty system. Listen to me. Now, the weather is getting warmer. I know you're going to be tempted to go out without just like even acknowledging your winter feet maybe need to just have a little buff. You know what I mean? And I'm going to need you to stop right now and order a petty system immediately. Like their Manny system, Olive and Jean's petty system comes with everything you need to get those feet ready and presentable without the hassle of going to a salon, including the Posey, which is this brilliant footstool that opens up and you can use it to store everything in. It also comes with a smoothing foot file and hydrating foot serum, which are both mandatory if you ever plan to be around me with your toes on display. I just love how generous they are. And they just sent us the quick dry spring collection and the Kalazog Gorgina. They truly have the best shades, whether you like bright colors, pastels, or neutrals. The Kitten Quick Dry is my go-to neutral shade, but if I'm in the mood for something fun, I've been reaching for Flamingo, which is this bright coral pink shade that is just perfect for spring. Just like their regular polishes, the Quick Dry are super long-lasting, and the best part is they dry in just about a minute. I'm as obsessed with the Quick Dry for doing my pedicures as I am with the tab press-ons for my manis because they are so quick and easy and give the best results every single time. Visit oliveandjean.com slash podcast for 20% off your first system. That's O-L-I-V-E-A-N-D-J-U-N-E dot com slash P-O-P-C-A-S-T for 20% off your first system. This episode is brought to you by Pear Eyewear. I just love a reason to celebrate a niche pop culture themed holiday, don't you? Whether it's April 25th, known as the perfect date, when all you need is a light jacket. If you know, you know, or better yet, May the 4th. I'll gladly go all in. I was trying to think of a fun way to decorate R2 Dust2 in honor of this most holy day of the year. And then I found out that Pear Eyewear just launched a Star Wars themed collection. Now I think I might have to celebrate by getting some new top frames for me instead, because the force is just that strong in their newly launched Star Wars collection. You guys, I'm not even joking. These frames are so adorable. And when I saw that they had a Grogu gradient, I could not contain my excitement. They have 21 unique designs that are all perfectly niche in the most delightful way. Their interpretations of familiar Star Wars icons are like fun Easter eggs that you can easily snap onto your favorite glasses whenever you're in the mood for a change. I love that their frames are so affordable at just $25 and that changing them is so easy. Hearing that little snap when you change out your frames, so satisfying. From legendary battles to formidable icons, these epic designs are for true fans. And whether you side with the Rebels, the Dark Side, or the Mandalorian, Pair Eyewear has got you covered. One pair, infinite possibilities. Go to PairEyewear.com and use code POP for 15% off your first pair. And support the show by mentioning that the podcast sent you in your post-checkout survey. That's P-A-I-R-Eyewear.com, code POP. 
Let's do our first segment, Jamie. This is uh, this is uh, we're gonna call this worst look, and we have three situations um, that <laughs> kind of occurred this weekend. Yes. And I want to know, like, of these three, which is the worst look uh, of all? So first, um, let's talk about Tiger Woods because he's back in the news again, and not for good reasons. Okay, so Tiger Woods of golf fame, he uh, has he had started dating Erica Herman in August of 2017. Now, as is commonly known, when you date a celebrity, the first thing they're gonna have you do is sign an NDA. That is very very common. If you go to Beyonce's house just to visit, she's going to make you sign an NDA, okay? So he was dating Erica Herman. She's a woman from Central Florida. They had a six-year relationship. It came to an end in October, okay? And she claims in court documents that Tiger's agents duped her into thinking she was leaving for a short trip, had her pack a bag, and then changed locks and never let her back in the house. Like, which I secretly... Pro tip. That's a way to do it. Like a way to do it. But she has now filed a lawsuit against Tiger asking to be removed from her NDA. And she cites a law that passed in 2021. It's federal law that says now you cannot be, you cannot enforce an NDA if there has been sexual misconduct. And that is what she is alleging in this lawsuit, that she should not be held to her NDA because of his sexual misconduct. So that is where we find ourselves. Tiger Woods, talk about just maybe the worst choice in women ever. Not that this woman is bad. Like he should probably be alone. That's what I mean. It's like he shouldn't be in a relationship. But he's definitely not going to be alone. When you get to uh, having sex with Perkins waitresses uh, in the parking lot, like you have a problem, you know? You do have a problem. Yes. And he's not hot. He's rich, I know, but he's not really hot. He's, he's, I mean, how sexy is a golfer? Do you know what I mean? Like, sure. I just don't think it's sexy. You know, and I, let me let me walk that back because, again, I want to serve pro vibes in this episode. <laughs> that wasn't about Perkins. I love Perkins. Oh. It's great. It's not yeah. about Perkins waitresses. If you're having sexual encounters with multiple waitresses from the same, I would say, casual to fash, casual establishment, you have gone wrong and you need to stop doing whatever you're doing. Yes, I agree know? with that. Now, yeah. the interesting thing here is that she has indicated sexual assault or uh, some kind of sexual malfeasance on his behalf, which is why she wants the NDA um, undone. Uh, she has not, in her case, in what they sub, uh, submitted to the court, they have not indicated any evidence of that. They have not said that. So it's kind of one of those. That's right. Like uh, the Dominion machines stole the election. But no one can find where the Dominion machine right. stole the election. So I'm wondering, you want to be gentle and you want to make sure you're hearing everybody. I would say if I was looking at the fundamentals of this case, this feels like a messy situation that's about to get a little messier. But I do think we need to normalize the Irish goodbye breakups where you're just like, hey, go on a trip. And then when the other gets back, their stuff is packed and they, the locks are changed. Why can't we do that? Why is that, why is that a bad thing? I know? think it's only a bad thing if you've shared that home for six years and then someone is suggesting because we were not married, you're not going to help me out financially. Because she says in the court documents, she knew that after the breakup, but she was told she could live in that house for five more years. And sure. then the locks were changed. She called it a verbal contract, which, I, again... Verbal if, contracts before, are not a thing. They're not a thing. <laughs> they're, they are a romantic ideal that don't exist in nature. And when you're dealing with someone who likes to uh, get documentation on every kind of interaction, it makes me think that there's not going to be a verbal contract. But I love the, I love the effort, honestly. I do love the Listen, approach. Listen, this ends with him settling out of court, though. I can tell you that already. Yeah, probably. Yeah, probably. yeah he's going to give her hundred grand and be like, bye-bye, bye-bye. There's so much smoke with him that on first glance this looks bad. Bad. And it might end up being bad, but I think the fundamentals are showing that it's not actually what it seems. But still, he has to pay the tax of everything 
he did before. Um, so he's going to have to uh, uh, pay her to uh, probably go away. It, it would right. seem. So not a great look for Tiger. Not Wolves. a great look. Yeah. Okay. Let's talk about Cole Strauss. And was this a good Sprouse, look for him? Strauss. Strauss. To... God, I keep writing Strauss. <laughs> I know. And even Google was like, no, it had the squiggly line. And I know. And I kept going again, back and changing it. My favorite it. thing about writers is they just ignore that squiggly line every time. <laughs> Because we're writing more than charcuterie, mini starburst, to-do list. Uh, Cole Sprouse. Cole yes. Sprouse went on to call her daddy and uh, engaged in a pretty vulnerable interview. How did you feel like this looked for him? Okay, so Cole Sprouse of twin fame. He is the former Disney star on Zach and Cody, The Sweet Life of Zach and Cody. And then he's an actor currently. He went on Call Her Daddy to talk to Alex Cooper about child stardom and how he lost his virginity. And yeah. he dished on his ex-girlfriend, Lily mm-hmm. Reinhardt, who is actually his co-star on Riverdale. You know what I thought? I thought the context was, I mean, it was an interesting interview to listen to because mm-hmm. I actually did listen to the whole thing. Because I was so fascinated. I was like, I need to watch this interview because the clip I saw in my, that was served to me was him chain smoking. And I was like, that cannot be happening indoors in California. Can it? And it did. He was chain smoking the whole time. And I wanted to go, Cole, this is a Wendy's and you are Jughead. You are not a smoker. Like, yeah. what are you even pretending to be? Like, this is so embarrassing for you. That was so, like, yeah, there's some vaguely douchey behavior that, but honestly, not as much as I expected. Given uh, child stars, I feel like they're supposed to be so bad. He actually came off came off relatively douchey, but uh, in a minor uh, minor way. It was the chain smoking for me because yes. the only thing I can assume is. Anybody Gen Z or, or whatever the the lower classifications of the generation are, if you're chain smoking, it has to be just for like visual appeal and for coolness points. There's no there's no other reason you should be like this is a great idea for me to begin chain smoking. But no, you know what it felt like? It felt like that scene in uh, Twenty One Jump Street where they pull up in the gas guzzling car because they're like, this is how you be cool now. Yeah, and like Dave Franco is like, no. We care about the environment. We care, <laughs> like, we care about the climate. We're all and about the fees, bro. Like, what are you doing? What are you doing listen, right now? Listen, my favorite reaction tweet was from a Twitter account called Lil Puss. Mm. <laughs> who is said, there an underscore or was it just straight Lil Puss? Was it is actually Lil, Lil underscore Puss. Yeah. You can't get Lil Puss that early. <laughs> you can't get Lil you know? Puss now. Come on. They said, Cole Sprouse is so funny. Bro sitting indoors smoking a cigarette on Call Her Daddy as if he's Mark Twain and not the worst actor on a bad team drama. <laughs> How dare you, true. little puss person? Was Riverdale, little puss verified? Listen, li- no, not pe- not not verified. No I do, check. Aaron. You're getting back to the Twitter game. I don't know like how much you know about, but like now you can just get verified. Like there's no like uh, process to follow. Like you just that's have to pay a little I'm, bit. That's I, listen. It's like a whole different experience because I was gone well, for like four months. It's a, it's a it's a it's a strange new world. I do like the people who are like little puss, little underscore puss, who are like verified. Forget verified, <laughs> dog. I'm official little puss. That's what I like. I like y'all out there. Keep on keeping yes, on. You know? Exactly. Yeah, it's the it's the chain smoking more than anything. And more than anything, he said it was like, wow, what a what a curious move yeah. because you knew that it had to be calculated. You know. Well, yeah, he said, and I'm sure his publicist was like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That'll be like that'll give you an edge so that you mm. can transition from child star. It just felt like when Christina Aguilera got her legless chaps. Like yeah. That's what it is. That what it was? Like, <sighs> you could say anything, and I'd probably pantsless chaps. Yeah, I don't know. You know when she showed her bottom? That's yeah. what I'm saying. Yeah. yeah, it's just we keep coming back to this. Who's publicist and the publicists? You know, because she's like, I'm dirty with three R's. I'm dirty with three R's, and so we were like, Oh, she's dirty now. Okay, you know, a lot of people, if they had a time machine, they'd be like, I go back to Jesus and have lunch with him. I would go back to that meeting with her publicist and be like, 
why why three hours over two hours or four hours? Like, what was the calculus what of that was, decision? Also, I will say, uh, justice for Disney stars who do stuff like that, because, you know, no one talks about how Anne Hathaway did that. She was in Princess Diaries, and then the other one, the Ella Enchanted, and then she mm-hmm. was like, here are my boobs in the Brokeback Mountain. Like, yeah. no one talks about, like, she also, she just did it in a more respectable, maybe, way than yeah. a lot of them do it. Like, some of them are doing it for, like, the Those New are York just Post. prestige tatas. That's the difference, you know? If you see those, like, in a, uh, like, a theater, theater RE, you know, that's different <gasps> yes. than seeing those in a gas station. Very different experiences. In Very context, different. I would yes. say. Um, okay. Last one. Uh, daylight savings time. Um, this <laughs> occurred this weekend and I want to get your take because I know you don't have a strong uh, opinions on it because it's not as intimately um, integrated into your lifestyle, That's but I know right. people do have takes on this. I know that parents care about this more than I think parents care about any other issue. I think parents care about this more than vouchers. They care about this more than CRT. Mm-hmm. They care about daylight saving. So daylight saving, again, just as a reminder, it was created to extend daylight hours. Benjamin Franklin thought it was a great idea. Yeah. They first implemented it in US and Europe during World War One to save right. energy costs and then reinstated in World War Two and then made it a thing officially in nineteen sixty six. And I know that Marco Rubio is he's trying to he's sponsoring this bill that Made it out of the Senate last year, but didn't make it through the House. And because they were like, we need more research. And so now he's presented it again this month in the Senate to try to get it through. And if it passes, we would not fall back in November. My understanding is that the Congress has to flip it or states have to like do research and make a case for their own state. And apparently 19 states have tried to make that case. But apparently you have to have all the states around you have to agree to it. Yeah. Like, do I sound like Sharon says so? So all the states, I don't know. No, listen, <laughs> they, <laughs> you're doing it. You're killing it. Don't get self-conscious pay now. Pay attention to her more than me. But like all the states around you have to agree to it. And then, but like in Arizona, it's some of Arizona, but not all of Arizona. See, and this so is, how can it's you ridiculous. make that call? That's the thing. It's like, I saw that, you know, like you alluded to it, the wartime, like World War One, especially in World War II, um, FDR brought it back because we got conserved resources stuff like that. And then the Department of Transportation was like, no, this uh, this reduces crime. This saves lives. It prevents traffic injuries. That is total BS. There's no way that's true. That sounds like the most BS high school essay argument. My, you, Do you want to know my? What's well, not even mine. It's conspiracy knocks. Can I invite conspiracy knocks in? Oh, I would like to hear hey, this. Hey, come on in for a sec. Okay. So my idea is this is how we disorient parents. Wait, conspiracy knocks talks the same as regular knocks? Yeah, I mean, it's not like a different person. He's not Italian. That'd be weird if he was Italian, you know? Like, it's just regular knocks, but more conspiratorial. That's fair. That's fair. This is the government's way to keep parents disoriented so that they don't (laughs) focus on the things that we should actually be be, uh, trying to understand. And instead, they're having to, twice a year, deal with the fact that their kids will get up at 3 a.m. and be ready for the day, like it's just a regular day. (laughs) And because of that, they can't organize, and they can't keep an eye on what we're doing. So this gives us the, like in Tennessee, this gives us the ability to focus on drag queens. Meanwhile, the the lieutenant governor is like in the Instagram nudes, which is incredible. That's what I came back to on Friday. I don't know what you guys got to after I left Friday, but that's what I came back to. It's like, what is happening here? Guys, what are we doing? I did see a a grassroots campaign that instead of uh, banning drag queens, that we should maybe ban youth pastors, because they actually get into more uh civil trouble uh, criminal and civil trouble than drag queens do which statistically is accurate like it Man. is accurate so Man. i for me do your kids just telling me as a non-parent because it didn't affect me at all like i just woke yeah. up 
And I was like, oh, it's later than I thought. And I went on about my life. But for is it worse in the fall? Because, you know, I want to keep it because this will be the year that we fall back on my birthday. Oh, that's nice. And so I would like to keep it. But is it harder in the fall or is it easier in the fall? A- anecdotally, <laughs> first of all, great question. Just all the way around. I literally almost said, is it harder in the fall or easier in the spring? And those are the same questions. Jamie, for a second, I closed my eyes and I felt like Diana Sawyer was here. So I just thank you for uh, letting me experience that. You're welcome. In my anecdotal experience with little kids, no matter what ha- what happens and when, no matter mathematically what it should mean, all hell breaks loose. And they start getting up at 2.30 and 3 and 3.30, even though they shouldn't be. That's what's up. And then later in the day, they're like, "Why? I'm not going to bed. It's too early because their body feels like it's too early. But yet we're trying to get them to go to bed. So it just compresses the day totally. I just don't understand how an hour can make that big of a difference in a kid's life. Oh, oh, I'm trying not to be condescending, but it throws everything. It, it is a delicate balance. Oh, okay. It is That's a fair. delicate balance between Handy Manny and uh, Oh So. The special agent bear <laughs> blasting in your living room at 4 a.m. and ruining your life. Okay? Especially when you're sleeping in the living room. Yeah, it's the, next to it and the front door. <laughs> Preposterous. Um, so worse, worse look out of those, Jamie. Tiger Woods, Cole Strauss, some people call him Sprouse, uh, or Daylight Saving. <laughs> I would say based on your your arguments that you've made in each of these three cases, I would say Daylight Savings has the worst. Look. I agree. I like the disorient, uh, disorienting the parents theory. I think that's good. Yeah. I think that rides. Let's get to let's get to these Oscar reactions, Jamie. Let's talk about how do we feel. Okay, so I'm going to give you a yes of the Oscars. Something that I love that happened, and that was the huge success of Everything Everywhere All at Once. It won seven of the Oscars. It was nominated for. It was nominated for eleven. I have a particular affection because what I really love is that the Daniels. So you kept hearing them call them the Daniels. It's because the two directors, the directing team, is Daniel Scheinert and Daniel Kwan. Did you know? Fun fact that Daniel and Daniel actually hit it big the first time by being nominated for a Grammy for directing Lil John's Turn Down for What? Did not know that, but wow, what wow. incredible. Isn't talent. that a fun fact? Well, and then Daniel Scheinert, the one that you think is from Alabama, because you would, you'd be like, of these two, which one do I think is from Alabama? Sure. It's for sure the one with the thick southern accent, Daniel Shiner. He is from Birmingham, and his tuxedo at the Oscars was from the unclaimed baggage store in Scottsboro, <sighs> Alabama. Been there many a time. Many a time. Many a time. What yeah. a treat. I kind of love that. And then the editor, Paul Rogers, who got up and was like, this is only my second film, you guys. Uh, he is also from Birmingham. So it was super fun to see. Um, and the reason I knew that is because my our hot mayor here was tweeting about it. And I was like, oh, well, if hot mayor says it's great, then it's great. Incredible. Yeah. Um, I, the, the thing I liked the best was, uh, I, well, two things. Uh, I liked All Quiet on the Western Front winning for score. Because I watched that movie this weekend uh, yep. before the it's, Oscars. It's, it's so good. so unbelievably good. And that yeah. score in particular, there rarely are there little detail components of a movie or a show that like stick with me. But the score is like hauntingly with me forever. Like I've added it to all my playlists, but there's oh, okay. just like, this very jagged kind of vibe to it. And especially played with like what they're doing in the first, I don't know, 30 minutes of that movie, like it can really kind of mess with you a little bit. So I was glad that uh, um, that uh, they were awarded for that. And I'm also, I'm going to say I'm glad that Andrea Riseborough didn't win. I'm just, I'm, I'm glad all of that went away because for a second, I forgot, is Andrea Riseborough the movie or is that the actress 
or is that the character? And this yes. is about the, this is the big. We don't have time to talk about it, but it's the Hollywood kind of scandal where everyone kind of unified to get this woman a nomination for a movie that no one saw. So it felt very gross and icky. And it was probably the only nomination video where you're like, is that movie even good? Because when they showed her and her accent and her acting in that nomination footage, I was like, woof, I don't know about this one. I do not know about this. Well, I will say, you know, a a hat tip for Erin. We'll see if she understands why this is a hat tip for her. Okay. So everything, everywhere, all at once, no, no movie in Academy history has ever won all four acting categories, okay? But there are three movies now that have won three of the four. Everything, Everywhere, All at Once, accomplished that. A Streetcar Named Desire, and then Network. Why would that be tender towards you? Because of Robert Duvall. Because of Robert Duvall. Bobby D. So that's a very fun thing. I also liked, look, I loved the unexpected delights that appeared before me. Those included Jenny the Donkey, uh, Cocaine Bear, yeah. And Malala. Like, the fact that those three were there was such a treat. Malala looked so pretty. Malala looked stunning. She Have did. you seen her hot husband? She has yes. a hot... She has a very... Listen, good for her. Good for her. Get you some tail that's hot. Hot. And I did... That's a case study in someone's trying to prank you or have, like, a like a weird time with you. If you just say, I'm here... I'm just here to talk about peace. I'm just here to serve pro-peace. Then, like, right. nobody can do anything about that. Your work on human rights and education for women and children is an inspiration. As the youngest Nobel Prize winner in history, I was wondering, do you think Harry Styles spit on Chris Pine? I only talk about peace. That's, you know what? That's why you're Malala and nobody else is. You know, I, I'm trying to spin this around, though. If she had been like, look... Harry 100% loogied on his lap. We all know it. Quit being boners about it. I would Actually, be like, the president. Yeah, I think I would. So Listen, I would have loved that too. She wins either way. She wins either way. Uh, I'm going to also, I mean, let's, let's, let's just acknowledge the elephant or whale in the room. Brenda Fraser winning. Like, it's the Fraser's aunts. Like, who, who doesn't Aaron. like that? And I also like the, uh, all of the, I don't know if this is intentional or if he was just so nervous because he did feel like he had, the the cardio was was failing him a little bit, you know, a lot of breathing happening. But right. um, he really relied on maritime and like ocean adjacent verbiage. He tossed out like a whale sized throw me a line diving expedition best first mate. This was like the uh, uh, the groom and bride speech in Wedding Crashers when they're just like throwing out maritime terms to each other of endearment. <laughs> and I loved it. It was great. So Aaron, I tweeted when he won, Aaron was asleep. And so when he won, I tweeted that finally Aaron's taste in actors has been validated. You know what? He doesn't need an Oscar, but Oscar should be glad that he has one. That's true. I, Aaron, have you seen The Well? No. Guys, The Well sucks. It's a horrible film. Like It doesn't truly, suck. It does, there's a difference between sucks a lot and of not a good fat, hang. It's a lot of fat phobia. It's a lot of really it's sketchy stuff about people who are fat, and I am one of them. It's a garbage film. Like I mean that. Like the performances are good, but like it shouldn't have. It shouldn't have been that way. Okay, so like, I have a question. Am I am I as a Brendan Fraser Frazier Fraser uh, yes. expert? Yes. Am I allowed to be happy for him? No, a hundred percent. I think yes, because what we learned at this Oscar specifically, as we learned at many Oscars, that sometimes you're not winning for the thing you're nominated for. We've talked about this at length at, in our Oscars episodes. You are getting an award for other things, and I think. 
most of Hollywood goes, I do so hope I can have a second chance too. And I think that is why when the buzz started about the performance, and it's a classic Oscar performance, put on a fat suit, look ugly and be sad. And he nailed that. And he did. I do think he has a great performance in that. It's just not a great, like Knox said, it's not a great hang of a movie. But I think he was winning because a lot of people are like, yes, second chance. So like, you're saying this is his Oscar for Mrs. Winterborn. 100%. <sighs> Thank yeah. you. It's a, it's 100%. a make good. It's just a 100% make good. See, I would have said Encino Man. Um, but I've never seen Mr. Mrs. Mr. Winterbottom or whatever it is. Um, so we'll split the one difference. Day. Well, that's on the that. One day. That's the cinnamon side one piece. Day. coming for you. <laughs> uh, was there anything you didn't like, Jamie? Uh, yes. Listen, three hours and 34 minutes is too long for mm. this much boredom. Here's the thing. I know that they were like, let's have all the categories. Let's air them all. And there were, I, I'm not saying that there weren't a couple of cute speeches that came out of that. But let me tell you. Everybody's job does matter. But when my insurance agent gets an award from State Farm, I don't need to see it on primetime TV. Okay, you can be the best cinematographer and me not have to watch it. I so to me and listen, the first Academy Awards in 1929, 15 minutes long. 15 minutes. Wow. See, right? let's, back back in that back in my day, we used to have timely Oscars, you know? That's, That's what right. I want to get back to. Here's what I would like cuz I can I tell you what I I can fix it. Get rid of every category but acting, writing, directing and feature films. That's it. That's all we keep. And I would like to see, I know they made a point in one of the presentations of like, you know, it used to be split comedy and drama, but then I realized all the work is hard no matter what you do. Well, that's not true because comedies rarely get nominated. I would like to go back to a comedy drama split. We do acting awards for each, directing for each, writing for each, and then do the feature films and cut all the minutia. You get to go be at the technical Oscars. You go do that. That'd be great. Yeah, it's, you know, we talked about this last year when the kerfuffle happened, but just because you work in this industry doesn't mean you're entitled to like TV time if you win. But I kind of like what you're saying, Jamie, because I, I, you know, I think Hollywood's trying to figure out what do we do with Oscars? Why, how do we fix the Oscars? And I think they want to have their cake and eat it too. They want it to be a cultural conversation, a cultural touchstone, but they want it to be in like a timely telecast. And I just don't think you can have all those things happen at the same time. So why not turn it into like the NFL draft where you're just, it's, this is a three day affair, you know? And the first night is comedy. Like you're saying, we really focus on that one. The second night is the technical stuff. And then the last night is the grand finale, the drama stuff. That way you can do like two hours, two hours, two hours, or whatever you want to do, or it doesn't even matter. Who cares? Like you don't have to bend it for, uh, telecast consumption i just i think blow it out and like have more stuff because i thought it was weird this isn't necessarily no but we can shoehorn it in if you're if you're trying to me like i think we talked about this a couple episodes ago if you're trying to tell the story of movies in that year then i think you have to have all the aspects of it which is why i think comedies matter but also unfortunately you need james cameron and you need tom cruise there and i don't know how you make it happen but they were the two biggest factors of the movies uh, last year, oh, and they're not wow. even at the ceremony. That's Listen, weird. It, it was embarrassing that every time they talked about Top Gun, the camera had to go to Jennifer Connelly, who was like, <laughs> I'm sorry, I have to carry this film. Like, she wasn't sitting with her co-stars. It wasn't even logical. Like, so often when these films, like, uh, it was funny, like, Avatar, it's like, look, there's Sigourney Weaver. Zoe Saldana was there. I just, yeah. it was weird that, like, none of them are there it's like they don't – and look, you know, the Oscars are complicated at, at, in their best day. But I would like to see something – because somebody complained to me on Twitter. They were like, why did they show that? Why did they have Melissa McCarthy and Halle Bailey come out and introduce a commercial in the middle of the show? And I'm like, because they're trying to get people to watch this freaking show. 
corporate like, synergy, and if you dog, tell them we're come gonna, on. Yeah, we, we've been waiting on this trailer for months. And it is one of the most anticipated trailers probably of, I would easily say, of the year. Because everybody wants to be like, how are they going to work in that water? How are you going to do a live action underwater? And I was so excited about that trailer. But that's the only I way would we say, can get people to watch this. I would put it as second most anticipated, Ghosted, with Chris Evans and Anna Moss was number one, obviously, probably, oversight by you. But I just, I can't, I can't understand why little little underscore puss verified doesn't understand stuff like that. <laughs> it makes exactly. it weird. It really does. You know, another note that I had was the Oscars revealed in weeks leading up to the ceremony that they had incorporated a red carpet consultant, trademark. And that red carpet consultant said, listen, let's make the color of the carpet for the first time since we've had a red carpet in the 60s. Let's make it champagne, which no. by the way, is a fancy way to say beige. Yeah. That for sure looked like my grandmother's carpet. In, where she would be like, here, get me something. I'll get Honey, get on this ladder and I'll make you some snickerdoodles. Like that's what it felt like was happening on that carpet. That carpet was so dirty by the end. And it just was, it just was a bad. And I it's, get that they're like. That's middle class, mid 90s carpet. I don't understand the choice. Oh, yeah. If you're going to do it, just go ahead and do white carpet like Megan Draper had when she sang Zuby Zuby Sue in Mad Men. Um, that yes. one season. That's the move, I guess. But like they split the difference. I don't like that. Um, you said you liked everything everywhere all at once sweeping. I actually, that's that's a no for me. I didn't like that. And it's something well, I didn't, I didn't like, like one of the people who won. I did not like one of the people who won. <laughs> well, I, I, I love the movie, obviously. Uh, I greenlit it as soon as I, I watched it. It's not like I think this is like Mean Girls Homecoming where Katie gives like everyone a piece of the crown so we can all be like homecoming queens or whatever. It's not that I want that. But I feel like for a movie to do that and to win at that kind of level, it has to be so profoundly beyond all the other movies and I didn't think that was quite the case. And specifically with some of the performances or the um, uh, the wins, like uh, Jamie Lee Curtis winning, that was oh, stunning to me. Stephanie Hsu should have won far and away. She's the oh, linchpin of that movie. Oh, was so good. And, She's so much and, better. Jamie Lee Curtis, it's, it's such a um, cartoonish kind of character. And she does yes. fine in it. It's fine. She does a fine performance. But that is in no way like the heartbeat of what that movie is like Stephanie Hsu is. And to that point, I would argue Angela Bassett probably is better than Jamie Lee Curtis, oh, you know, yes. if we're, if we're really like evaluating it clearly. It, it's a superhero movie. It's a Marvel movie. And it's not even the best version of that Marvel movie. So I get that. I'm not, uh, I'm not like upset about that. But Stephanie Hsu was, was so much better than Jamie Lee Curtis. That, that, that rubbed me the wrong way. And again, I still think Kate Blanchett should have won for Tar. I just think she was uh, incredible. And not that Michelle Yeoh uh, Yeo was not, but it's just Kate Blanchett's performance was so good. And that's one of those where, I didn't feel like everything everywhere all at once was so much better. I feel like when we look back at this in five, ten years, like it, it was weird that it swept with the ferocity that it did because there were some really quality movies along with it. Well, and I think there were some movies that were great that weren't nominated that like it, it like that whole list because I kept saying every time there was a commercial for a streaming platform and they would show the shows and movies, I would just think, God, there's just much better TV than movies like yeah, out that's in the where world today. Go right now. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, did you have any other notes? You know, for me, did I love uh, Jimmy Kimmel doing peak dad humor? I do not think that will help the ratings. For a community that was so ashamed for how they handled that slap, they sure did talk about it a lot. Like a lot, a lot. Sure. Like it was it was not interesting to me anymore. Yeah. I don't, the, the relitigation of the slap, uh, I don't know. I, they have to do it, but it feels boring. Jimmy Kimmel, he's the perfect like – uh, replacement level host because he's not gonna do anything crazy. He's not gonna be that interesting. And if something bad goes off, he can just talk to the person on his show like the next day or two, you know? Yeah. So it actually makes a lot of sense. Um, I, the only other one I have was Sophia Carson 
having to follow the supporting actor uh, wins. She might be good for a certain generation, but like this is where you put Lady Gaga or Rihanna. Like you gotta you gotta come out with a banger and end with a banger. And to put, I feel like they hung her out to dry because Sophia Carson. Listen, is not there were one. so many other choices. The three others, including the RRR song, yeah, like, those all would have been better than her having to care. But again, I, I stand by that. I think Diane Warren was nominated in 1987, and then they just <laughs> left her in the theater and they just said, "We promise, we'll nominate you." 14 more times you'll never win you'll never win because every one of your songs sounds literally the same yeah but because they all sound good like that first one we're gonna keep doing it and that she just even that song like when she was like women applaud no don't applaud don't applaud don't get it don't get tricked by sophia carson this is this is not good and lady gaga was up until saturday was not performing at the oscars you could tell you could tell the staging of her performance i would argue you know you could tell that that girl needed a lip treatment what 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 no it was it was weird yeah every spring i'm reminded that there's nothing like a fresh start in spring cleaning this year we're taking things one step further with our spring refresh at the mccoy house sure it's been a lot of work to get here but we're all so excited to settle into our new space if you've ever moved before you know there's nothing like the first night in a new room and the difference that soft breathable all new bedding can make bowl and branches signature sheets are the perfect way to start upgrading your sleep and are designed to feel incredible for all sleepers. They're made with the finest 100% organic cotton and feel incredible on night one, yet they still get softer with every single wash. Bull and Branch very kindly sent us a code to try out their sheets, and I, and by I, I mean my wife Ashley, picked the signature hemmed sheet set in cream. We both were so impressed that the quality and softness were so good and so nice. They were super breathable, which I'm also thankful for with summer just around the corner. Sleep better with the softest, most breathable bedding from Bull and Branch. Go to bullandbranch.com slash podcast for 15% off your first sheet set plus free shipping. That's Bull and Branch, B-O-L-L-A-N-D, branch.com slash podcast for 15% off. Exclusion supply. See site for details. Um, okay, let's do. Uh, let's end with a snake draft here. Um, you guys are very excited because you don't know what this is about. And no, I got many we comments hate this. Com- we hate not knowing what it's about. You just wrote just, in the notes, very chill, very, very chill. chill. We're just going to have a normal human conversation, of- and this is okay and normal and reasonable. We like to prep for human <laughs> conversations. So I read something when I was trying to put together, like you know, the, the temples of the episode, and I read that Hugh Jackman, you know, he's reprising his role as Logan. I don't know how that works, but multiverse reasons, I guess. Wait, what? Um, but what? Oh, I thought, yeah. No, I agree with you. I was like, why would he he'd, he'd be dead? Yeah, because nothing matters anymore with these <laughs> movies because you can just be like, oh, multiverse, everyone's still alive. You know, Iron Man's still alive. You know it's only a matter of time before Robert Downey Jr. comes back as Iron Man. You know it is. Oh, right? he's 100% coming back. Yeah. And they'll just be like, multiverse. I hope, I hope they do it and like lift their right leg like they're making a fart noise. <laughs> and they're just like, multiverse. Because <laughs> that's what it feels like. Honestly, it does. But Hugh Jackman's come back as Logan, even though he's dead. But multiverse um and he's talking about how jacked he's getting and like what he's doing to get jacked and he's talking about uh i eat i don't know even i don't even know what black bass is but he eats black bass that's two thousand calories he's patagonia salmon that's 2100 calories two chicken burgers a thousand calories each and two grass-fed sirloins 1100 calories each um that means he's eating over eight thousand calories a day and it talks about how jonathan majors he eats six thousand calories a day to be in Uh. magazine dreams so what i wanted to talk to y'all about what I wanted to snake draft is if we had to eat 8,000 calories a day for a, a future role or a live show that we were putting on, what is the food you would choose to eat to do that bulking? That's the nature of the snake draft. See, very normal, 
Very easy. Does it have to be, but I have questions. Does okay, it have to be one specific food or it could be like, I would eat at this restaurant off their menu? Yeah, I would it like, like it to be one like signature item on the menu, you know? Okay. Like you can't do like the Ryan's buffet and I would eat the whole buffet. That's not, that's not fair. Never, I would that's never. Not good how dare you? I would never I eat the Ryan's buffet. Aaron, do you have any questions? Do you feel good about no, this? No, I, I think I'm ready. Oh, wow. She's okay. ready out of the gate. Here's the thing, though. I do want to say, these guys eating 6,000, 8,000 calories, man, they're, they're just eating meat. They smell so bad. They smell terrible. They smell terrible. Okay, Everybody listening that? that's on it's, keto, you also smell terrible. It's <laughs> not It's not them. I would wager it's not necessarily like them, their their vibe. It's like if you have to use the bathroom after them, that's what smells bad, man. That smells like Oh, a, I think when like you're a, standing in line behind them at Meet R Us, you, they smell bad. Okay, so you you would say you, what you're saying is if we were snake drafting, where do these guys smell the worst? Your first pick would be in line after them, and I get in line after they take a duke in the bathroom because that's what I would take. That's what I would drop. No, 100%. I mean that is worse, but I think they're both bad. They're they're duking out pure sirloin that has nary gone through their digestive system, and you're just like, no, I'm it's just, been in their digestive system for two years. It just, just long down enough to catch colon. some bacteria, and then bam, it's in the back you guys, of that toilet. You need carbs. God made carbs. You need to eat them. <laughs> or just vegetables. That's actually what you need, vegetables, to get that <laughs> stuff. That's true. Yeah, make some vegetables. Yeah. Um, so, Aaron, you have the first pick uh, in this draft. Jamie, you have the second, and I'll take third, fourth, Jamie okay. fifth, Aaron sixth. Oh, more than one? Okay. Just two. Okay. Just two picks. Just two picks. Oh. <laughs> As per my notes, please advise, circle back. <laughs> Synergize with the premise. We didn't, we didn't know what the topic was. So how could we make our picks? Okay. Two I'm two foods going, you would eat a lot of. That's it. Got it. I'm going a very specific meal. I'm going uh cereal, right? But I'm going frosted flakes and instead of milk, I'm melting ice cream. <laughs> oh dang. <Okay. laughs> Aaron, level. that was for a minute that was like the Darko Milicic pick uh in the NBA draft, where it's just like in the moment it was like this is a disaster. But yeah. you you got me back with the milk. I know. As I know. ice cream. That's pretty you good. That's back. an excellent choice. Thank you. Frosted Flakes, right? Oh, yeah. I love Frosted Flakes. God, Frosted Flakes are good. I am going to pick – I'm going to go Cheesecake Factory. Mm. Okay. Good. Cheesecake. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, I remember in uh, when I was in Weight Watchers, they'd be like, cheesecake is 100 calories a fork. And oh, I'd wow. be like, good. I'm going to have 10 forkfuls. <laughs> like, I freaking love cheesecake. Cheesecake would put on the weight fast. So I like cheesecake. I'm never more miserable than when I leave a cheesecake factory. Oh, it's the best feeling ever. Where you just get in the car and you're like, oh, I got the sweat. I got the cheesecake sweat. <laughs> I got the cheese sweats. <laughs> I, would, whichever administration or Congress or whoever was responsible for putting the calories on the menu – you know, I just really don't like that. And I just really hope like they just get punched in the Oh, in don't the worry. At Cheesecake Factory, they have a menu called Skinny Licious. As if you're coming to a Cheesecake Factory no. with 29 members of your family, because no. that's how everybody goes to Cheesecake Factory. Everybody's got a, a, a Mylar balloon and a, and a bag with like a gift you didn't want in it. And everybody's like, uh, I'm just going to get a Skinny Licious salad. Ew, gross. Just Get out any, any restaurant that has a dictionary size menu, I laugh at because that's that's hilarious. That It's like, we make all these so good. We make all <laughs> these so good. We can do it so well. It's great. But Cheesecake Factory does. It's amazing. It is amazing. Uh, man. Okay, what's your first choice? Shake this it is... in a bag. Cause see, but here's a big the... bag this time. Ah, like a big. Ah, that's funny. <laughs> it's a good joke. <laughs> no. Here's the thing, though. Here's what you guys aren't thinking about. 
you have to be able to eat a lot of this food item, okay? Because you can't do like I, I like that you think I can't eat a lot of cheesecake. I can you talk about getting the cheese sweats after like 10 forks of cheesecake, okay? It's not enough. You're not massing at a Logan level, okay, Jamie? That's the difference yeah. here. And Aaron, eating cereal, that is just not time effective. You know, that's not like super efficient. So what I would like to counter with is just straight up McDonald's fries. Just like a wheelbarrow of McDonald's fries after a wheelbarrow. And I could, the thing is, I could eat some, I think I could, on earth, I don't know that there's anybody who could eat more McDonald's fries consecutively than I could. I feel very really? good about that statement. Like more yeah. than a, a, a large, you could eat more than a large container of fries in one sitting. Do you think there's someone on earth who can eat more than a large container of fries <laughs> like in one sitting? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Easy. Oh, well, then I can eat more than that. That's what I just said. I can eat more than, I can eat a, I said wheelbarrow. <laughs> I can eat an entire trough. I can do that. In men's, do you guys know this? Uh, in men's bathrooms, like at sports stadiums, um, a lot of times they don't even have urinals. They just have like a long trough filled yeah. with ice. And you just stand up, like you saddle up and you just like fling why? it out and start peeing into it. Why? You Take all I that ice. Can I ask why it's on ice? Uh, I don't know if it, I don't, I don't know. I don't know if it makes it, I don't know. I have no idea. I have no real out. good I'm reason. I'm going to find out. I don't know if it's something to aim at. I love that you've been peeing on ice for the betterment of 40 years and you yeah. have never asked why or sought out why. You literally understand what Roman leaders died of in the empire and you don't know why you've been peeing on ice for 40 years? Here's the you thing. Know why? I don't go to sporting events anymore. And if I do, I'm not peeing with the hoi polloi in the ice troughs. Okay. That's that's what I'm doing. Does your power just go out? No, it's it's lack of movement. It's lack <laughs> of movement. You want, you want me to <laughs> so clap on? So much clap on? So much... <laughs> <laughs> you're 3000 right there what, yeah. what's the what's the word Aaron uh, the reason they put ice in urinals is because it prevents uh, odors it freezes the odor causing molecules in urine that just doesn't yeah. seem true that just doesn't what about seem true at all just an air freshener would that there's work? too much there's too much man juice coming through there and, Ew. Sweats oh. and cheese sweats. Uh, I was an elementary too much. school janitor and I absolutely know that that is true it's Wait. disgusting pause it for consideration <laughs> when were I was you quote I was a high school? I was an elementary school janitor an dot 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 please continue janitor. when were you at elementary school uh, the summer that I uh, turned 16 my dad told me to get a job and if I didn't get a job oh. he would get one for me and when your dad is best friends with the superintendent, that is the job that you well, get. Well, that's what you got to do. Yeah. So had you just like, was it like, a, oh, snap, I forgot to get a job. So I guess I got to be gender. Or you tried was, and everyone's like, no. No. I, was, no, I was calling his bluff. I didn't think that he would actually make me do it. And that's an all-time Mr. Hicks move to make. Don't to do that to Andy because <laughs> he's going to make your life miz. So. Incredible. I learned Incredible. a lot about sex, not because I had it, but because the woman who was the head janitor was very, um, a very sexual person, and she liked to talk about it. Listen, th- that's people talk about like you need to work in the service industry. You need to work retail, kind of. But really what we're talking about is you have to work with the person who is so grossly inappropriate <laughs> that you have to learn yeah. the people skills to deal with that person. That's really that's what that conversation is about. I, Jamie, that. I'm fascinated you, to know Anita. what you were reading about and looking at because you are not listening to any of this. But well, what this is must I be so much I want to be able to run. I didn't want to ever run. <laughs> <laughs> When is that? Well, I, listen, I'll be honest with you. I was trying to find more interesting high-calorie foods. But let me tell you, the internet is full of things. Granola? Like, yeah. yeah. Peanut butter? Shut up. That's not even interesting. No, I, it's not. I'm looking for cheese fries. Cheese fries. Cheese fries is good. With sour cream and, and I don't even like sour cream, but sour cream, I would do bacon. I See, would those do get cheese. soggy too fast, and eating soggy fries is a very disheartening experience. I would not recommend that. No? Okay. I love a soggy boy. 
Oh, no, 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 no. Thank you. <laughs> Is that a um, I'm, So, okay, I have the back-to-back here. I'm going to say... I could eat a lot of these too. Maybe not as many, but I could eat a lot. Hardy sausage biscuits. I could I could blow through so oh, many. Of these. So I could good. put on eight thousand calories worth of sausage biscuits a day easily. I think I'm gonna pick cotton candy. Is that a lot? <laughs> <laughs> I love cotton candy so much. I get cotton candy. They now sell it at like when I go to Bucky's, cotton candy, mm-hmm. Beaver Nuggets, Dr Pepper, Icy. Question: I need I need some. Uh, are you? Is it pre bagged? Or are you like, you're at the machine when the hair is gathering? No, it's not. It's pre-bagged. Don't say that. That's disgusting. How else do I describe it, Aaron? Listen, cotton candy hair is delicious. I just, I wear your teeth would rot out of your head before you got to like your goal weight, you know, of the, for the 8,000 a day. I'm doing all right. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Aaron, wrap it up. I think I'm going to go, you know, you say you could eat a a wheelbarrow of... Mm -hmm. Wait, a what? Shut up. Uh, (laughs) A wheelbarrow. Um... I I think I could I think I could eat like I'm talking like loaded baked potato mashed potatoes. Oh yeah. Right? Like our potatoes high that's good. That's a good one. That's a good one. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. I like any kind you know you know those KFC bowls? That's yeah. my Absolutely life. not. I do not I know what a KFC loved a Aaron, KFC. Aaron, you've got a safe space here. What's the base? KFC What's the base? Yeah. What's the base of a KFC bowl? Uh, mashed potatoes. Oh, okay. It with chicken. It has with chicken. chicken with corn, that popcorn chicken. Corn <laughs> gravy and a biscuit on the side. God, that sounds, that sounds like somebody scraped off everything and they were like, "Hey, yep. is this a menu item? We Give can it make? to me. Give it to me. I <laughs> want it." Dang right, it is, and it is delicious. It's so good. That popcorn chicken makes it sing, bro. Oh, makes it sing. So yes. Um. Okay. I think that's good. I think that's a good list. I feel like we both, we all, all three of us did really well. Uh, yeah, at, we did. That was great. Bulking foods. Um. Okay. Well, that's it for the more you know. Um. And as always, if you like this conversation, we do this uh, weekly for our BFOTs. The only exception is weeks when we do our AUA, uh, which we are doing this week. And if you're listening to this on Wednesday, we did this Monday. Um. You can still support us and go watch the playback and listen to future ones. Or if you already support us, you can go listen to that or uh, watch the playback right now. Uh. And as always, if you have more thoughts and opinions on our thoughts and opinions, please let us know. Nextgen.com slash four ninety six. All right, Jamie. You want to do some lights? <gasps> Let's do some lights. All right. What is your red light this week? Okay. My red light this week is, even though I live tweeted the Oscars, I did not like how the internet reacted to the thing I asked them to follow me that I was doing. Okay. There are two groups of fans, like two groups of fans of people who were at the Oscars who I made tweets about who they lost their ever-loving minds. Like I got such negative reactions to the point that one of these groups replied to me in such vile ways that I eventually had to delete the tweet and actually report one of them for threatening my life. Oh my like that's how chaotic it was. Little and underscore tell- puss verified. <laughs> listen, not going to happen. Okay. So the first group of fans is Austin Butler fans. They oh. got, that's the one I had to report. I put up a poll where I asked, will Austin Butler ever have a normal voice again? And because he got rid of his Elvis voice, but then he took on this other voice that was like, I get that he's like, I'm a leading man now. Yeah. And, but I, and 82%, by the way, voted no. But listen, they came so hard for me. Like, vicious. Like, I had to delete the tweet. It was so bad. And then the other group of fans was Hugh Grant fans. Did what? not know that that group existed, but they are on Twitter. And the, the complaint was because I, here's what happened I posted a tweet that weirdly went viral that I said, Ashley Graham deserves an honorary Oscar for putting up with Hugh Grant. Don't walk the carpet if you don't want to talk about the actual Oscars. That's not a, even a good tweet, guys. That's a boring tweet. Okay. That's not funny. 
Like I just was making a comment in the moment, but because I said it right when it was happening on TV, people really, and the, the common response to me was, well, she called him old. How do you expect someone to act if you call them old? She did not call him old. She said he was an Oscars veteran. Now, is that true? Yes. He's been to more than a dozen Oscars. The first Oscars he ever went to was in what year? 1995, when he was 34 years old. That was 28 years ago. To me, that is an Oscar veteran. He is six, he's in his 60s. Like, that's not him saying he's old. Now, do I think Hugh Grant likes the Academy Awards? No, because he famously, that first Oscars that he went to, he should have been nominated. He had already won the Golden Globe. He had already won the BAFTA. He wasn't even nominated uh, for Four Weddings and a Funeral. And that's why he was at the Oscars, because he was presenting with Andy McDowell. It was a nice little, you know, moment of, they had a couple of couples that presented together that were iconic couples from other movies. But listen, and look, if he had been nominated for an Oscar in 1995, let me tell you why he wouldn't have won. Would you know who he would have been up against? I don't know. You ready? John Travolta for Pulp Fiction. Okay. Morgan Freeman for Shawshank Redemption. Tough. And Tom Hanks for Forrest Gump. Yeah, you're not winning that one. Sorry. You're not winning that one, but I get that he was like, well, then why was Nigel Hawthorne nominated for The Madness of King George? Yeah, you're right, Hugh. I don't know why that happened. That's dumb. But listen, I posted that tweet. It then went viral. I was featured on Glamour, on AOL, on USA Today. I was featured on the Today Show. It was nuts. But I will say on US Today, I was featured with another person who tweeted about it, which was Joey O'Hearn, which were two of the only non-blue check tweets featured, and Joey O'Hearn is a listener of our show. So it was so sweet. Nice. I know. When I saw his name, I went, oh, wait, is that Joey O'Hearn that listens to the podcast? And it was super fun. So listen, the best tweet, Aaron, what was my best tweet? Is this uh, is this dress uh, Mindy's favorite color? Mindy Kaling wore a white dress on the red carpet. And I said, is this Mindy's favorite color? And it got no traction at all. It's a brilliant That's tweet. a brilliant tweet. It has yeah. multiple layers. No one got it. Gah! I was so mad, so funny, whatever. I like the journey we just went on where it was like, I'm featured in Glamour. I'm featured in- <laughs> For the dumbest Puss tweet. in Boots, like .com or whatever. And then Aaron, what's my best treat? Aaron knows it. And then you're talking about the art of it. I love it. That's it. Artists, you know, profits are not always accepted like in their homeland, you know? And tweets are not always appreciated in their time. So I think future generations, Jamie- They'll come back and get that. Listen, I just, I would like, you know, I work so hard. I'm, I'm doing volume work on Sunday night. I'm doing volume work. I just want one of them to hit. And the one that hits is not even funny. It's not even funny. They don't deserve it, Jamie. They don't deserve it. They don't you know? deserve me to do this. Maybe I won't do it anymore. Maybe I won't. <laughs> I did gain 200 followers, so maybe I'll keep doing it. I don't know. Um, my red light this week is astrology. We're going to, we're just going to go ahead and do it. Ah, um, what? Yep. That is so like a Sagittarius to no. hate. Stop. I okay. It. God. <laughs> I, I'm getting enough of it in my DMs and messages, like in my email of just like, you should give astrology a chance. Here's why, blah, blah, blah. And so we're just going to talk about it. I think I, I misunderstood the the discourse because oh, okay. I think astrology is fine when we're treating it like a, a BuzzFeed personality quiz, you know, like a, oh, hey, I'm a Miranda or I'm a Jake from State Farm, but I'm in retrograde. That's fine. Totally harmless. This is a big laugh. This is a totally good time. Because I think like, you know, if you if you look at astrology critically for a second, it falls apart because it means all people born in the same month are always exactly the same. This is like uh, a few Christmases ago when an extended family member tried to tell Ashley and her sister that only big-hipped women have boys. Okay? It's the same kind of pseudoscience. Oh. Whoa. That one thing is not always true for everything. That's why I thought, let, let's talk about this like big boys and big girls. Astrology was invented 3,000 years ago by the Babylonians, okay? That's 300 centuries ago, 
right? Um, yeah. That is, as a reminder, two centuries ago, only two centuries ago, we didn't know about dinosaurs, okay? So George Washington, Paul the Apostle, Confucius, none of these jabronis knew about dinosaurs. However, the Babylonians 3,000 years ago were like, we nailed this personality typing system perfectly. Flawless. Listen, listen. Here's the problem. You should love it. Do you know why you should love it? No, I'm going to keep going. This was also invented during the Bronze Age, aka <laughs> this was before we were like cool with iron. We're like, iron seems great. We're going to circle back on that. We're going to circle back on language, laws, iron. But again, the Zodiac explains who we are and our vibes perfectly. Like it just gets Listen, our vibes basically. Sagittarius right? is, you know, the centaur. Keep going. And this was done up by the Babylonians, which if you're religious, Achilles, Jamie, are you a religious you person? You love Achilles. You love Brad Pitt as Achilles. That's Jamie, your Sagittarius are you a religious person? I am a religious person. Uh, do you agree the Babylonians are a bit of a problematic character in the Old Testament <laughs> because of things like the Babylonian exile? I know Babylon wasn't a good movie. Yeah, I heard that wasn't a good movie. Also, they did some stuff like child sacrifice. So this, I guess this is a situation of separating the artist from the art. But lastly, like the Zodiac doesn't understand how our axis has shifted and how because constellations are different sizes, the sun is lined up with these constellations for very different amounts of time. Also, there's a 13th constellation. That the Babylonians were like, yeah, we're just not going to use that one because we have 12 months, 12 constellations. That's, that's kind of how that needs to work. So like, stop taking this thing seriously. It's ridiculous. L- listen, guys, if you've ever wondered what it's like to own a business with a fire sign, now <laughs> you know. If you've ever wanted to hear what it sounds like when you're just sounding stupid, that's, that's what this is. Okay. <laughs> just stop talking about astrology. Stop talking about you're in retrograde. Or you're Scorpio, or it's such a Sagittarius thing to say. is sometimes in retrograde, and it affects our feelings and our thoughts and our lives and our vibes. No, this is Scientology for babies. That's what this is. It's preposterous. It's just another way to be like, I know what kind of person you are because you were born in this month when you have no idea. It's you're just You're just a hater because it fits you perfectly. I'm not a hater. And please <laughs> stop saying that you're a Jake and State Farm in retrograde because it doesn't mean anything. It's ridiculous. <laughs> Jamie, what's your green light this week? Okay, I have two green lights. The first is a TV show called School Spirits. We talked about this in the March Smash or Pass. There are eight episodes total. Four of them are out this week. You can watch episode one for free on Amazon Prime. It normally airs on Paramount+. Plus. It's about Maddie, who is a teen stuck in the afterlife, but also having to investigate her own murder. She goes on a crime-solving journey as she adjusts to high school purgatory. Guys, the ensemble of dead characters, because apparently wherever you die, that is where you stay. And so she is in this like support group with, you know, a quarterback that died on the field in the 90s. And then a guy that was a a kid who was gay in the 90s, which is one of the best jokes because he says, you know, I was gay in the 90s, but I died because of my allergy to nuts. How stupid is that? (laughs) Which is, and so I, it's so fun. The lead character, which y'all told me you all know, Peyton List, you know her from what? Uh, She's from Jesse. And also the camp, what's the camp show? Uh, Bunked. Uh, she's Emma yeah, Ross yeah, on Jesse yeah, and Bunked, yeah, yeah. and she's oh, on okay. Cobra Kai as well. She's excellent. She's carrying the show so beautifully. So if you were like, I wish I, there's in the fun Easter egg is each episode title is a play on a teen film. The ensemble of dead characters is so good, and it's it is a mystery. It's a, it's a mysterious show because you don't know how she. You also are learning how did she die, and she has to do it with all within the confines of the school. So that's excellent. And then my other green light is the FX documentary Sin Eater colon, the crimes of Anthony Pelicano. Listen, I didn't know anything about Anthony Pelicano. You can watch it on Hulu. It's two parts. 
Anthony Pelicano was this high-profile L.A. private investigator and convicted as a holiday. Uh, he was convicted as a Hollywood fixer. Um, he self-describes as the Prince of Darkness. Listen, this documentary they had been working on for years. He goes to prison for, I think, six, 15 or 16 years he goes to federal prison. Will not turn on his clients because he's like, I'm the sin eater. I eat the sins of my clients. And let me tell you, Chris Rock did not like that this documentary came out this week because holy moly. And it's not like alleged Chris Rock. It's Chris Rock's voice on a recording because Anthony Palacano recorded every conversation he ever had with anyone. And he said he did it for notes. That's actually what sent him to prison. And it's uh, Chris Rock, Michael Jackson, Michael Jackson, Courtney Love. Heads of studios, heads of talent agency, John DeLorean gets, he gets away with, it's so chaotic. It's excellent. And it just makes you remember that like the, the, the really psychotic side of Hollywood is not that long ago. So it's excellent. Yeah. Maybe still ongoing too. I'm, I'm definitely yeah. going to check that out. Exactly. Uh, my green lights first, I'm going to uh, green light something uh, I've been working on. Um, it's the, 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 the mummy freaking four. It's officially live. What? Yeah. So almost a year ago when Jamie had COVID AIDS Ebola after a live show tour. um, (laughs) That's a a variation. Um, Aaron filled in for her on an episode. And on that episode, I presented a pitch for Mummy 4 starring Zac Efron. We talked about how great that would be. People responded well. So I thought in honor of Brendan Fraser, uh, his win, this would be a great time to kind of uh, unleash this into the world. I spent a few months writing it. And I release it in chunks, but it felt weird because screenwriting formats hard to read if you don't do it a lot. So when I learned about this explosion in AI, I decided that there's probably AI voices. So I, I turned it into an audio story um, and I cast it with AI voices. And I'm going to start releasing it in small pieces over at the newsletter. Oh. So basically, I'll narrate the action and different voice AI will do the dialogue. It's weird. It's a little clunky because it's AI, but it's kind of fun for me because I like getting to listen to AI read lines like, what are you two butt wipes looking at? What are you two butt wipes looking at? It's just it just gives a, a nice <laughs> sizzle, I think. Um, so if you're interested in listening to the Mummy Four, we'll drop a link in the show notes, or, and you'll put one in there. Uh, it's completely free. It's more fan fiction than anything else. But um, I had a lot of fun making it. Hopefully, you'll enjoy I it. I can't more wait than to listen. Listening to like climate change stuff. So yeah. Um, so check that out. Uh, the other green line I have is the resort. Um, some man, I've, uh, Jamie, you said a bunch of people have mentioned the resort to you. I've had yes. a bunch of people mention it to me as well. And I was kind of in between shows and I was like, I, I, I don't know. I'll give this a shot. And I did have that peacock bias on it. You know, I was like, ah, yeah, no, yeah. I'm not gonna be that good. And then I started it and I fell in love, uh, immediately. I realized, so Sam Esmail, I think is some kind of producing aspect of it, uh, from, uh, Mr. Robot. And many other shows and, and movies. Uh, and then Andy Ciara, he is the writer, uh, kind of the one of the showrunners behind it. He wrote actually Palm Springs. So if you watch Palm Springs loved. on Hulu and you like that vibe, it's a very similar vibe. Uh, this stars Kristen Milioti and it stars William Jackson Harper, two of my favorites. Oh, two people so who, whenever they're in something, I think, oh, I'm really going to like this. And it's always proven to be true. They're together. And it's sort of this um, weirdo, goofy mystery uh, Lost isn't quite it because there's um, there's a polish to it, you know, and, and like a streaming sheen on it. But yeah. it is so clever. It's so well done. It's like half hour-ish and it works in all these different um, characters and side characters. And just when you think you have a beat on what's going on, it twists a little bit. Uh, and speaking of um, Jesse and Bunked, Jesse from Jesse, 
uh, Debbie Ryan is actually on this show as well, Aaron. Oh, um, so if you have a, if you need a Jesse no fix, uh, but I highly recommend it. Very well done. Very quick watch. Um, super well executed comedy drama mystery kind of deal. Okay. Um, okay. Well, that's going to do it for this episode of the podcast. And before we go, remember anytime you do any shopping on Amazon, make sure you go to amazon.com slash shop slash the podcast first. So you purchase our affiliate link of favorite item purchased using that link this week was Jamie. These are just Tide Pods. These are just Tide Pods. Tide Pods have 6,000 global ratings at 4.8 stars. So they are beloved. My favorite, there were very few questions about this item, but there were some one star reviews. My favorite came from Mikhail. Mikhail wrote, I returned this product as I was very unhappy when I found out that I had to pay 25% more from the price of the product as I used my accumulated bank points to pay for them. Thank you to the generous Amazon, which refunded me, which you only need to praise and you cannot criticize. <laughs> that was a journey, Mikhail. We appreciate it so much. All right, you guys, don't forget, follow the podcast over on Instagram at the podcast. We would love for you to participate in our upcoming episodes. You can find me, Jamie Golden, on Twitter and Instagram at Jamie B. Golden. I'm Knox McCoy. You can find me on the socials at Knox McCoy. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. Bye, guys.